0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. This is episode three hundred and sixty. We have thus come full circle on the show. It means nothing to me. Uh, well. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanksgiving is over. Hope y'all survived, had a good one. Um, hope you didn't spend as much time in the kitchen cooking as I did. Seemed to be a lot of it, this this last go-around. I like it, it's fine, but, ah, man, I was glad to be done, let me tell you what. So, uh, it's nearly, um, oh, it is. It is December now. By the time you hear this, it will be December. Um, which means we have one, two, three, four, five to go, and then the year's over, and then the season's over, and usually with the change of seasons of the show, I swap some music around, so we might might be doing that. I don't know, I'm kind of enjoying the music that we do have right now, you know what I'm saying? So, I guess we'll see. Um... What do we got this week? Well, we're going to read some reviews for Chip and Dale. We're going to get some weird news, of course. And, uh, we're going to dig into a game I'm very excited about. Or at least I was until I started the show today, and then I had to pick music for it. That was very hard, because there's a lot of good music in this game. You've probably seen what's coming up already. I'm not going to spoil it any farther than that. So just, uh, we'll, we'll finish up the intro tune, um empty victory it's called and then we'll get into the music and then i think from there you'll figure out what the hell's going on okay okay A portal is opened. The chain of time is broken. A young man is transported into the past, altering the course of history and the outcome of the future. He has to find his way home, but first he must travel to the outer edges of time to repair the world's chronology. On the way, he encounters strange friends and foes, utilizes incredible devices and vehicles, and penetrates and neutralizes the fortresses of the past, present, and future. A paradox has been created. If he does not restore the order of time, nothing will ever be the same. He is the one who will become a hero. He is Chrono. This is Chrono Trigger, a role-playing game for the Super Nintendo developed published by SquareSoft released in 1999, generally considered to be perhaps the greatest Super Nintendo game ever. It's on the list. Any list that's like got top 5. Uh, you're going to see this, you're going to see Final Fantasy 3, uh, you're going to see Super Metroid, you'll probably see Super Mario, All-Stars or World, and Link to the Past. Sometimes Donkey Kong Country gets thrown in there, but I wouldn't put it in my top five. Um, yeah, Chrono Trigger. Uh, I remember renting this a few times uh, before we bought it, and I've played this game 8 billion times. Uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it very much. I think it's a great game. I'd love to be able to talk about Chrono Cross next, but because I don't have a new replay of Chrono Cross yet, we're going to have to wait for that one. Uh, Because I think it's important to talk about them both together. However, we can't do that, so we're just going to talk about this. Um, I think it's a great game. It's both shorter and longer than I remember it being. You know what I'm saying? Like, the game is paced really quickly. So you can, you can go through it in what seems like a really short amount of time. But there's still 32 parts to this, uh, including the super special fancy bonus uh, developer's room thing at the end. Um, 100% of the game, as much as you can in a single playthrough. This game does take multiple playthroughs to do. Uh, I would absolutely recommend you play this game. Uh, if you haven't already, what are you waiting for? Go play it. If you have, and you want to compare and contrast notes as to how much better you are at it than me, uh, feel free, and then leave me a comment somewhere. Okay? Okay. we actually have reviews this week. Um, our, our good friend Psycho Penguin uh, in a detailed review, which we will not be reading, says, almost as fun as throwing a box at a mechanical dog. Oh, wait. So that's a detailed. We're going to skip that one. Um, I am a potato, says Chipmunks stored in the video game market. Potato. Better do that one. Regular contributor. Oh, I better do that one. That's a regular contributor. We okay, haven't heard of for most of these in a while. Um, we'll do these three because they're relatively short. And oh, let's start with let's start with this one. Our good friend Horror Spooky in 2011 says, "From the creators of Resident Evil comes Chip and Dale." The NES is home to many classic platformers from the high-octane action and cataclysmic difficulty of Ninja Gaiden to the simple fun in Super Mario Bros. The NES was no slouch when it came to platformers. Capcom also had a very strong presence on Nintendo's little console that started it all Creating franchises like Mega Man and Breath of Fire to wide critical acclaim and pop culture immortality. <laughs> you remember Breath of Fire on the N- NES? No, it's because it wasn't. Uh, Capcom also made a slew of games for Disney during the third generation, and one of them just happens to be Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, uh, every time he mentions the title, it's the full title, is based off the Chippendale film franchise uh, from Disney not to be confused, for the chain of strip clubs featuring well-endowed male dancers. Um, It wasn't a film franchise at the time, I don't think. While it is a typical platformer, it does apply unique and creative gameplay mechanics to yield a surprisingly entertaining experience, even though the stigma of licensed games or crap was around even way back when. Now that's because of Ocean. Instead of jumping on the heads of enemies to defeat them, players have to pick up items and throw them across the screen at their enemies. This simple combat is actually quite tight and a lot of fun. It feels fresh and unique, especially when the vast majority of platformers are only different from one another because of their graphics and what colorful cartoon character graces the cover. Both Chip and Dale jump extremely high into the air, and the challenge comes from timing and level memorization. Trial and error, unfortunately, plays a pretty big part in completing the game, and since it is a NES game, getting through the game is kind of an archaic experience. That being said, this title still has a certain charm. It's certainly entertaining, and the bosses are colorful and unique. Speaking of colorful, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers is probably one of the best-looking NES games there is. He might be right. The game is bright and vibrant, and while graphical technique, uh, excuse me, graphical technical mishaps are still prevalent, they aren't nearly as noticeable as they are in a lot of other games. The animation in this game is really ahead of its time, and its looks could rival SNES games. Everything is fluid. The music, on the other hand, is pretty atrocious. While the tunes are catchy at first, they quickly grind on the nerves, and they have a tendency to become an audio mess of static and nonsense noises, as you may have heard last week. And those were the best ones that would work with the show for the week. Uh, Chip and Dale's length depends on the skill level of the player. However, it's more fun to keep playing through the game with a buddy. One player controls Chip, and one player controls Dale. And if you're playing in single player, you get to choose which one of the titular heroes to control. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers is an entertaining NES platformer that fans of the genre should definitely check out. The game is very entertaining, and while it certainly isn't flawless by any means, it's totally worth playing. Chippendale is a reminder that licensed video games can be good, and that Capcom has always been an excellent developer. Horror Spooky gave it an 8. Let's see what our good friend Officil, we haven't heard from in what feels like forever, had to say in 2007. Uh, by the way, please give. Uh, Here's a good one timer. Chip and Dale is a platform game developed and released by Capcom. I believe that everyone that has once owned an 8 over 16 bit system has played one of the licensed cartoon platforms, Disney or otherwise. That's a long sentence. Apart from some of these games that are utter C star star P, because you can't say crap on the internet, uh, most of them are quite entertaining. But all of them are very simple and last for only one or two hours. This game falls into that category it's one of those one-timers. Story not applicable. The female rescue ranger Gadget has been kidnapped in Chip and Dale along with Zipper and that big rat whose name I don't remember set off to rescue her. Of course it is impossible to go and look something up when you're writing a review for GameFAQs. The the browser will not allow it. Absolutely impossible. We've run into this several times. That's the only explanation. Clearly It's not lack of ambition on the part of the person writing the review to go and look up the name of the character. Of course, Fat Cat, the series arch-villain, is behind this, and you must find him and punish him, since kill is not a valid cartoon word. Typical? Typical. Why does he even give it the option to give it a rating when he doesn't write stories ever? Graphics, 6.6 out of 10. I don't understand where he gets his decibels. Since you are a squirrel, everything around you is very big. No, you're not. So stages are places like a garden, a lab room, a toy store, and things like that, where everything from pencils to boxes are very large. Of course, don't expect scale precision. You should uh, scale precision, comma, parenthesis. You should really worry if you are, exclamation point, parenthesis, period. Everything looks quite good with large and brightly colored objects filling the scene. Characters have simple design with enemies look a bit better but are clearly distinguishable with enemies look a bit better well we are squirrels i guess oh boy uh sound seven out of ten the sound effects are nothing worth mentioning that typical nes stuff the music on the other hand is quite good very similar hold on let me start over because this is all one sentence Sound 7 out of 10. The sound effects are nothing worth mentioning. Typical NES stuff. The music, on the other hand, is quite good. Very similar featuring cheerful and usually fast action themes that greatly enhance an average game like this. Perfect. Gameplay 5.2 out of 10. Chippendale is your average NES platform title. You run, jump, kill enemies, and collect items. Instead of stomping your enemies, you grab a small wooden box and throw it at your enemies or hide in it, making enemies that touch it die while unhiding you unhiding there are some boxes made of cement which can be used multiple times but are harder to be thrown cement boxes that are squirrel size keep in mind apart from hitting enemies you can also hit levels with those boxes that set off traps or open doors but don't expect anything puzzling you see a sharp axe in front of you and a lever above you so throw a box at it and continue your quest This box is literally filled the stage and usually contains items uh, contain items inside excuse me There are only three items I think the flower and stars which after gathering a certain amount of them gains you an extra life and the nuts which fill your health. Levels have good design, making each stage unique and not boring at all, filled with lots of different enemies. This game is quite fast paced, but very straightforward and extremely easy. Don't search for secrets and don't expect to find something special in general. It's just one of those games that are good while they last, and after that, they are useful as dust collectors. Positives Fast paced action, good level design, good music. Negatives Easy. Linear, lasts for only one hour and has zero replay value. Also play DuckTales for the NES and Tiny Toon Adventures for the NES. Overall, 6.3 out of 10. Simple and typical Disney game that isn't something special. I played once during my childhood, comma, parenthesis, parenthesis, thank God I haven't bought, bow it, bow it, uh, parenthesis, comma, and one more in order to create this review. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone apart from NES collectors. Rating 6. So let's see what our final review has to say. We're going to put a pin in old Officil as we oft do, uh, because he gets things wrong. Rom2 in 2016 says, great show, not a great game. Whenever I go to Disney World, I inevitably see Chip and Dale near the entrance, and I always get my picture taken with them. I have a certain fondness for them the TV show this game is based off of. It is, therefore, with a heavy heart that I have to relay how bad this translates to a game. The game is your basic, run-of-the-mill Nintendo side-scrolling game. There's single player and also a co-op mode where you can play with a friend. The game involves running, jumping, avoiding environmental dangers, and picking up and throwing boxes. That's it. It's a very bland formula, and it plays just as blandly. Each stage is broken up into areas, and then there's a boss. The stages themselves can be pretty tough, and as is typical NES logic, you can get bombarded with enemies and hazards. The bosses, however, are pretty much pushovers that die after a couple of hits. You can collect leaf-like icons to get an extra life, I think that's flowers, but you need 100 of them and there's like 150 total in the game, which means you have one chance to get an extra life. This makes them mostly pointless to collect. I don't think that's true. The graphics aren't terrible, but not great either. The chipmunk sprites, whoa hold on buddy, we're squirrels, Officer said. And the enemies are pretty well done, but the backgrounds just aren't very lively. There's also slowdown when a lot of enemies are on the screen as well, and it's very jarring. The music is one of the worst parts of the game. Each track is terribly annoying. There are absolutely no good tracks in the game, which is a real pity if you're stuck listening to the stage's track for the entirety of the stage. It's definitely a mute-worthy game. As mentioned above, the game isn't balanced very well and makes for some frustrating gameplay. Why not lower the difficulty of the stages or increase the difficulty of the bosses to even things out? While playing through the game, I found myself having very little fun compared to other NES platform games. Why are my only attacks throwing boxes and balls? Cause you're a chipmunk. Uh, this isn't one of the worst NES games, but it is one of my most disappointing games. I think the stages and the progression could have been done better, and the music is just atrocious. Graphics, four. Sound, two. Gameplay, three. Fun, four. This should have been the series finale. Chippendale saved the world from Capcom making this game. Rating, three. So, ROM2 did not love it. We're gonna peek it and see what else ROM hates. Um... Liked Hagane, did not really care for uh, Wizards & Warriors 2, gave Bahamut Lagoon 1 star. Uh, Dick Tracy got an 8, but Chippendale got a 3. Bayou Billy got a 2. Brandish got a 1. He liked Hagane, Dick Tracy, and NES Open Tournament Golf. He was indifferent to Iron Sword, Wizards & Warriors 2. Hated, Brandish, Bahamut Lagoon, Bayou Billy, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So, clearly, expert on the platformer genre. So, something that nobody mentioned is that, especially Officil, when he's talking about it, there's no replay value, well, there's different paths you can take in the game. You You get to, like, pick your route a little bit. So, you can play two or three different times, go two or three different ways, encounter different stages, different, you know, things like that. I was not mentioned uh, at all in any of these three, which it's kind of a big part of the game. So think like Castlevania 3 where you could pick a route. You can do kind of the same thing here. Uh, I think the graphics are great. The backgrounds are pretty boring, but I feel like in a game like this, you're supposed to focus on what you're doing and not what's around you so much. So I, I can give it a pass for that. Um, the sound effects are not very good. DuckTales didn't have very good sound effects either. Most Capcom games, generally, not not the best sound effects. The music's pretty good, uh, but not the sound effects. And the music in this game is not very good. Like I said, you guys heard what I felt was, was the least obnoxious music, and it still got pretty obnoxious. I felt bad making it as long as I did, but I didn't want to make it so short that it was, you know, just a side thought in the show last week. Unlike the music this week, which, you know, going all out with that. Um, Looking at some of the other reviews, I didn't see any other um, regular contributors, but it's got a 10, a 9. The detailed reviews range from 7 to 10. The full reviews are 5s and 7s. The quick reviews range from that 3 by ROM 2, the lowest review the game got, up to... Tens, which was the uh, the I am a potato, who's a chipmunks from the video game market, but but generally uh, a lot of sevens and above, very very little others. I would probably put this game at a seven. And there's nothing really wrong with it. Uh, there's nothing particularly stand out great about it, but there's nothing wrong with it. And if you like Chippendale, you know it's it's kind of fun to play. There is a sequel, but much like the sequel to the DuckTales game, I don't think it's very good. From what I can, you know, gather. Because I've rarely played it. Let's talk about that too, by the way. Officil played the game once when he was a kid. Once again to review it. And that was it. You gotta spend... It's only an hour, man. By your own admission. It's only an hour. Spend a little more time with it. Before you decide to review it, okay? It's not like a movie. You You have control of what happens in this game. Any dang way. Ladies and gentlemen, have you heard about the, uh, I forget where this was. There's a Christmas tradition somewhere, like a ghost horse comes to your house and, uh, says, um, basically you, you have like a, a battle of wits with the ghost horse. He wants to come in your house and drink all your beer. And you want him to not do that. So, Ghost Horse comes and knocks on your door. And you have, like, a rap battle with him. Because you have to do it, I think, in rhyme? Rhyme or limerick style? And uh, if you win, Ghost Horse goes away. Ghost Horse wins. He comes in, drinks your beer. I don't know who judges it. But that that's a thing. That's a thing. There's, there's interesting... Um, characters, beliefs, uh, uh, propaganda uh, around Christmas time because everybody's got a Christmas kind of thing. There's there's the ghost horse. There's in um, is Denmark where the, the the former bishop of Turkey comes with his six to eight black men he either leaves stuff in your shoes or he kicks you in the ass and puts you in a sack and takes you off to Spain. Well, here's the story of that. See, there's there's a tie-in. There's a reason for it. Our lead story, Tis the Season. Archaeologists in Turkey believe they have found the tomb of the real St. Nicholas. People reported on October 19th. It is capitalized, so I'm assuming it means the magazine and not just some guys over there the grave was discovered beneath the floor in a 7th or 8th century church in the country's Antalya province saint nicholas of mira the inspiration for a modern-day santa claus allegedly served as bishop there see told you scientists say the site will be protected and prepared for display protected from what anti-santa claus vandals like the ice cream bunny Oh God! You guys want to? You want to? Just a a a situation? You guys want an experience? You look up the movie Santa Claus meets the Ice Cream Bunny. It's a oh man, it's something else. I saw this story. I Made the rounds on my uh, social medias, (coughs) all of them, in fact. I still pop into Twitter once in a while to uh, um, just catch in because not everybody's found where they're going yet. So it's a mystery. On a sheep farm in the Inner Mongolia region of China, a strange phenomenon has been caught on surveillance video Oddity Central reported. Starting on November 4th and lasting more than two weeks, dozens of sheep were seen walking clockwise in a large circle. Other animals could be seen staring at the circle from outside it or standing motionless in the middle of it. Ah, sheep hazing. Only sheep from one pen out of 34 were acting strangely, according to Mrs. Miao. The owner, some viewers of the video theorized that the sheep are suffering from listeriosis or circles disease, but that condition usually causes rapid death. Circles disease. Okay. Here's a fish story. Blue water lakes in Champagne, France, Champagne, is the home of the carrot. That's right. Uh, But... It's a hybrid leather carp and koi fish that was released into the fishing lake 20 years ago and has been eluding fishers ever since, the Daily Mail reported. That is until November 3rd when Andy Hackett from Worcestershire, England, landed the 67-pound beauty. Hackett spent about 25 minutes hauling in the carrot. And he, quote, Uh, is quoted as saying I always knew the carrot was in there but never thought I would catch it Hackett said he released the famous fish back into the lake and celebrated with a cup of tea it is mentioned as the carrot every time in this story carrot is capitalized the is not and I like that Andy being British celebrated by doing the most British thing ever after colonialization The rules. In Tennessee, it is legal to collect roadkill for consumption. WJHL-TV reported on November 20th. In fact, the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, the TWRA, encourages people to take home animals found on the road with some strict rules in place. For example, deer and turkey must be reported to the TWRA uh, or local police within 48 hours of collection. But bears, on the other hand, require that a TWRA agent come out and issue you a receipt for the black bear. That was a quote uh, from spokesperson, Math- spokesperson Matthew Cameron. Sorry. Uh, That's because the bear population is monitored and the TWRA takes a tooth from the animal for the purpose of dating it, even though the bear is not interested in a relationship. In addition, tracking bear kills helps the agency prevent the sale of bear parts on the black market. The black bear market, huh? It's highly illegal to sell any kind of bear parts in the state of Tennessee. Highly illegal. Like, you know, like there's regular illegal. This is more than that, uh, Cameron said. But it does happen. Small animals such as rabbits, raccoons, squirrels, and skunks can be collected without notifying anyone. Oh boy. Oh boy. (coughs) Off to Tennessee to get me some squirrels. Uh, Wiener War, a turf war of sorts, broke out in uh, late November 19th in downtown San Diego. CBS 8 TV reported interloper hot dog vendors from Los Angeles had set up outside Petco Park Stadium where Duke Dumont was playing and the San Diego vendors weren't having it. So a brawl involving 10 to 15 people ensued with one 35-year-old man being stabbed in the back during the fray. Police arrested Yanni Yates, 21, in the assault, which resulted in non-life-threatening injuries. No buns were injured in the incident. Could have done without that. News of the weird. Thank you. Stowaway TSA agents at JFK International Airport saved the day on November 16th when they spotted an unusual item in a passenger's checked baggage. A live cat. NBC 2 News reported that the feline could be seen in an X-ray of the bag, which was rescued before the suitcase went into the cargo hold. Quote, The cat did not belong to the individual with the suitcase, TSA spokesperson Lisa Farbstein said. It belonged to someone else in the household. Oh, good. They didn't steal a cat. Ah, the demands of the job, ladies and gentlemen. In Paris, a court has ruled in favor of Mr. T, a former employee of Cubic Partners who was fired in 2015 for being insufficiently professional because he wouldn't take part in team-building activities, i.e. going to the pub after work hours and on weekends. In his suit, Mr. T, who is not the same Mr. T, said the company encouraged a culture, quote, involving promiscuity, bullying, an incitement to various excesses. The court of cessation declared that Mr. T, quote, could not be blamed for his lack of integration in the fun environment. At least the court thinks it's fun. Uh, the U.S. Sun reported, Cubic was forced to pay him about $3,100 in compensation. That is French dollars. No word on to what that means in real money. Extreme measures. Jermaine Bell, 38, spent more than three years in jail fighting charges against him for an armed robbery in 2018, Local 10 TV reported. When you heard the guilty verdict in a Miami-Dade County, Florida courtroom on November 21st, Bell guzzled a cup of bleach, becoming so sick that he had to be removed from the courtroom on a stretcher. Uh, he survived the self-imposed attack, but officials were unclear where he obtained the bleach. Reverend Jerome Starling, a distant cousin of Bell, saw him, quote, drinking something that's not right, and that his attorneys are letting him drink it, and the corrections are letting him drink it, and all of a sudden I see him collapse, and I'm like, what just happened? Starling recounted, Bell's family members are pursuing the matter. Okay. Here's, here's, oops, dateline, uh, dateline somewhere, uh, Osaka. Uh, Japanese food shops rely on remarkably realistic plastic samples to showcase their offerings, but one Osaka shop mistakenly sold five plastic pastries to customers on October 22nd, Gulf News reported. At Andrew's Egg Tart, a worker immediately noticed the mistake and the plastic treats were exchanged for the real thing. From now on, the shop will use stickers to distinguish real egg tarts from their doppelgangers. Number one, that's not weird. Number two, how did that even get to be news? Number three, why is Gulf News reporting on this? Number four, that happened in the movie where Big Bird went to Japan. Look it up. Here's a likely story. Police in Mathura, India reported to the Narcotics, Drugs, and Psychotropic Substances Act court that more than 500 kilograms of marijuana confiscated and sorted to police station has been, quote, eaten by rats. Gulf News again reporting doing God's work. Gulf News. Officers told the judge that mice and rats, although small, do not fear police. A district judge ordered police to eradicate the mice menace and provide proof that the critters actually consumed the weed by November 26th. Well, that was two days ago. I don't know if we're going to get an answer on that one. Although small, do not fear police. That's one way to do it. With home prices in New Zealand taking the biggest drop in 30 years, uh, one homeowner who's looking to sell is trying to sweeten the offer. The owner of 22 Dungol Avenue in Flatbush is offering a free Tesla with the purchase of their $1.8 million home, Sky News reported. Uh, The new owner will be asked to choose the color of the electric car, which will be ordered new and delivered to the home from the manufacturer. And with six parking spots, they can park it sideways if they want. I I think that was supposed to be funny. Your old buddy Jason, your old pal Jason, he's trying to buy a house. And if prices are that low in New Zealand... But I don't want to go to New Zealand. It's a very nice place, I hear. But then you get all those, like, Lord of the Rings weirdos and Teslas. And 1.8 million is a little out of my price range. Maybe that'll be the new stretch goal for the podcast. Help Jason move to New Zealand. Family values. On October 26th, 12-year-old Aiden was picked up unexpectedly by his dad from a birthday party in Los Angeles and was told they were going to a park. Instead, KABC TV reported cab. The man started driving to Las Vegas, and Aiden began concerned because he believed his dad was driving drunk. Uh, the fact that Dad was wearing a Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders helmet might have been a clue. Aiden called 911 and explained his situation. He told the dispatcher the car has, quote, Raider plates on the front and back. Officials finally caught up with the car and Aiden's dad's faces uh, Aiden's dad excuse me, faces charges of DUI and child abuse. The whole the fact that Dad was wearing a Las Vegas Raiders helmet was a sentence wholly in parentheses. There's period, parenthesis, sentence, period, parenthesis. If you're going to do that, you don't need the parentheses. It's not an aside. It's a sentence. Those, those live inside the sentence. I never expected to find an issue that we have in in officil's reviews to show up in the news of the weird. Never would have expected it. Oh, God. Why is there an ad? There's, okay. Last week, we had an ad for a stove on the sidebar Uh, today we have one for a hat it's very similar to a hat i already own we've got some like uh friendship bead bracelets kind of thing and uh fashion brand mesh underwear for men the difference in the url is one letter look of it i'm not gonna click on it but yeah okay Official brings us the news this week, I guess. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to the show. Uh, I appreciate that you take the time to do it. I really do. Really and truly. And um, we'll be back next week over these uh, same stations and on uh, the same podcast software of your choice. Looking at the calendar, uh, we're not going to really have to worry about any holidays going forward. Um, We've got Christmas is on a Sunday. New Year's Eve is on a Saturday. So, we won't have any oddities um, in the show this year. We will still probably do our Christmas episode uh, probably on the 22nd. Because doing it on the 29th would be weird. So, yeah. Mark that on your calendar. And speaking of marking things on your calendar, make sure you mark Monday nights at 6pm Mountain Time uh, for the live streams. We're going to be doing some more 8 Doors. I think we've got maybe... Maybe two more, three more streams to get through the game, totally. Um, been having a really good time with it, and what we're going to do next, I think, I think it will be good as well. Um, so, Eight Doors, streaming Monday on Twitch. We've got uh, new episodes of the podcast every Thursday, and new stuff pretty much constantly over at jasonsgroovemachine.com, which is the website where you can see all the videos for Chippendale, Chrono Trigger, uh, Eight Doors. You can get this podcast. You can get some of my music, which there's going to be some new music coming up this week or this month, excuse me. Uh, some audiobooks are over there. Um, you can get a link to our Discord. You can get a link to my social media, my uh, Mastodon account, if you want to check that out. And got some merch over at the store and uh, get you a nice hoodie or a hat cold, cold winter months. So, I'm going to get out of here. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll, We'll see you next time.